Yo, what up? So I don't have uh I don't have much to talk about this week. Uh it's been a slow week. There's no UFC. There's a UFC this Saturday, but this past weekend there's nothing. Um but I will talk about my 10K that I finally ran that I tried to plan for in December, but all uh, a whole bunch of stuff was going on, so I chose not to do it out of my own sanity. But the 10K was no better in terms of getting stuff done, but I did it. Uh, it was this past Saturday, which was the 28th, I think. Let me check. Boom. Yep. 28th. Um, It was cold and windy and it kind of rained the whole time. I think my my time was 103 and some change. I don't remember what it was exactly, but I felt pretty good. Obviously could have been faster, but again, I sometimes overestimate how tired I'm going to be. And then I, I know that for you runners out there, after a while, if you're especially if you're not professional, you don't train it all the time, you kind of get into one speed and then you kind of stay at one speed, so to speak. Like you don't slow down, but you also can't speed up. <laughs> you're kind of just trying to move along and, and keep it moving. And that's where I was for most of it. Now, I will say it was good scenery. Like we were in a White Rock Lake area in uh, East Dallas, uh, you, we got to r- run around it and uh, look onto the lake. I mean, it was dark and gray, so it really wasn't like vibrant like it would be in the spring. But we got to go over some bridges. Um, there's plenty of aid stations for people. Uh, plenty of benches if you needed a break. Plenty of uh, restroom. Um, choices as well because most of these runs uh, they have like a bunch of porta potties at the beginning but not much in the middle or near uh, the turnaround point or even three quarters of the way into the race I did the 10k there's also a half marathon going on and they would have to go further down the lake and then back so but they had a bunch of options it was really fun they had a good atmosphere uh they had some fast folks there, though. Uh, I was trying to keep it around an hour. I kind of didn't uh, make that mark since I went over by three minutes. But judging by how much I could train in between that time and the race and the situation of it being cold and rainy and my plans having to change midweek, hey, I'm happy that I did it. Now I'm on a plan. I think I'm going to do a couple more races this year. Get a little bit serious about metabolic conditioning in in the sense of getting back to where I used to be in college. I don't know if I'll ever get to 16 or 17 minute 5K again because I don't want to be that small. I don't want to be under 190 pounds again. I, I know statistically speaking, the smaller you are, the better chance you have of living for a long time because you don't see a a bunch of old 300 pound 250 pound 260 pound guys i'm sitting at 96 200 kilos um anyway so it's not that i'm that heavy and 96 
200 is about 207 to 220 for those of you who use pounds. But I think me as an athlete, my my best weight is around 94 to 100 kilos, just in that range. I can do I can create a lot of power and still be active enough to get things done. The shoes, man, if you are serious about running, you need to get you some carbon-plated shoes. I use the Saucony Endorphin Pro 3, uh, obviously in the hot pink color. They are um, they're a better shoe for wide feet. From my research has done, I have wide feet, and, and there's not many stylish kind of shoes that are in like the double e width which is what my foot is um but that to me that was close enough i didn't have a thick pair of socks so thin socks is the way i go when i run i don't like having a thick pair of socks it just scratches my feet i don't know i can't really describe the feeling but like you know the side of your foot it's an annoying feeling and I think people with wide feet will understand what I'm talking about. That is the absolute worst feeling. And it feels like you have a cut on the side of your foot whenever you run or have shoes on for too long. Like it just, I don't know. (laughs) It sucked. But uh, yeah, I want to say the race started out the very beginning of the race since it was raining a bunch was real slick. There's people falling down all over the place. It was pretty funny. But you know me, I'm running slow and steady, so I didn't fall because you got to run fast to fall. <laughs> but mm, I I kept around a nine-minute pace. The very beginning, obviously, I was a little bit faster, and I kept trying to tell myself, hey, calm down before you get too tired. Calm down. Uh well, I kept it around eight for the first two miles, and then I moved up to nine, and then in the middle of the race, it went up to ten, and it went back down to nine towards the end of the race. There was a bunch of fast kids there, like I said, there, but there was this one guy, I guess he just signed up to do it randomly off a of dare or something, and he was running with me for a while. Uh, he would run faster than me and pass me and then stop, and then as I passed by, he would pick back up. I eventually lost him because I never stopped running and he had to take too many breaks. But it had a good crowd. Um, I I enjoy doing those things now since um, I don't want to be as physically involved as in like a martial art or a contact sport. And what I mean by that is I love jiu-jitsu. And I love striking, but man, I cannot, after so many years of wrestling with people in football, I can't do it voluntarily. At least with football, I got something out of it. I got my school paid for. Now I'm just uh, voluntarily doing everything. And to me, especially with my dogs and stuff, and I can't, I don't, I don't hunt enough to work them hard enough to get what they need out of hunting. So running with them helps me bond with them and then, you know, keeping them healthy in general because a lot of people have dogs or have house dogs and they don't do anything. They run in the backyard and they're like, 
Oh, we they they run around in the backyard. Meanwhile, the backyard is a quarter of a quarter of an acre, and they run in circles because they have nowhere else to go. At least I take my dogs out in 5Ks, and we'll go to different tracks, and we'll go to different parks, and they'll be able to see things and smell things and work on obedience in different situations because they're already really good at home. I can kind of get them to do anything at home, but it's when the situations are dire, as in, like, if you're crossing the street, if you call their name, will they look and stop, or will they, like, go crazy and run out in the middle of the street? Now, those are the kind of things I want to avoid, so I need to keep their game up as well. You know, if everybody's healthy, everybody lives a good life. Dogs already live a shorter life than they should, so you might as well keep them healthy as long as you can before, you know, the inevitable. Sorry to turn <laughs> turn the podcast sad for a second, but uh, I just celebrated my 33rd birthday but more importantly, Apollo the Red Bone just turned five this year. Um, Odin is turning six in April, and Zeus is turning two in July. And um, those things start wearing on you when they get past five years old. You think about it. I I got them on supplements. They take their vitamins, fish oil, and such. I would want to feed them raw, but it costs so much money to do it in a healthy way as big as they are. Um, like Apollo is the smallest dog at 60 pounds and a lot of people don't even have a 60 pound dog and I have three. I have a 60, I have a 70 and I have a hundred. So trying to feed them wrong, what is like two to 3% of their body weight and this and that and then this, it just becomes too expensive and too much of a thought process for me that I choose to give them the highest quality food that I can. That's kibble. Um, which, you know, it is what it is, what you think about kibble, what you don't think. Um, I just can't feed them like I would like to in that aspect, but I do give them vitamins and then we do go run and I keep them or I keep their obedience up, you know, but they're still, you know, dogs, uh, they're not people. They don't always understand the situations and I'm not trying to be so militant to where they're like on command, stiff back, sit and, you know attack want to want them to keep a playful nature and and keep them healthy which is why they go on runs with me they actually help me out more because i will slow down but they will tell me to speed up and they will tell me to speed up by looking back and like are we gonna go or what are we doing are we walking they're like all right man i'm not going that slow (laughs) no the next 5k i have going on is the Run down Greenville. It's a St. Patrick's Day style or themed uh, 5K. It's in March, obviously. That's when St. Patrick's Day is. But I am actually following a plan, and I'll link it in the description in of this podcast. But it's a it's just a simple twenty run a 26 minute 5K. Um, from runningfaster.com and faster spelled F-A-S-T-R. And I looked at the program and I already run these numbers. My my PR post-football is around 27. So these are spot on for those numbers. And I chose 26 because I looked at the 24 
And judging by how my life works and the intensity of that training program, for now, it's too much for me. It's not too much to where I couldn't do it, but if I wanted to keep on track and keep consistent, I don't think I would be able to make those times and also lift. So I'm following the 26-minute 5K training plan only because it's closer to what I do now, and at least I have the metrics to be able to, to push faster say it's so on Tuesday I'm starting next uh Sunday and on Tuesday they have three by one thousand meter run at five twelve per kilometer. So each thousand meters I would have to complete in about five twelve. Now I usually do them in four fifty to five twelve. Uh, but that's just, that was just me trying to run repeats because I was just trying to build a base to be able to run, to not stop running, to run longer, you know, at a relatively easy pace. But now, if this is what is prescribed, then I can push it to the 24 minute if I'm feeling good. Now, the 24 minute. The pace is 446 per kilometer. Now, although that that wouldn't be hard for me to do, I would not be able to do that consistently. And I know that for sure. Um, And I know the point of training is to push yourself and get better, but within reason. Like, I hate the people that make up an excuse, or, oh, I was tired, or I was this, or I was that. It's like, sit down with yourself before you start. And be okay with your letdowns and celebrate your wins, but be realistic. So I didn't want to, I want to run under 25. Yes, that is a goal of mine. And by the end of the year, I want to be closer to 20. But right now, with the weather and how it's going, (laughs) because currently we're in the third day of a freeze and schools and businesses are shut down uh, could, realistically could I have trained this week no and I wanted to start training on Monday but I saw the writing on the wall when it <laughs> when the temperature went down to like 30 I'm like ah, I'm not training <laughs> and then it starts raining and then it starts snowing and then it starts icing I'm like you see if I would have started on Monday I would have been disappointed with the rest of the week because I had no way to train right so I just, you know, took an audible. I was like, okay, I'm going to start next week. It's a five-week program. It's going to end the week before my run. So I'm going to get to have an easy week of recovering and a shakeout runs where I can be in shape to run under 26 minutes, right? Or at least officially at a 5K instead of, you know, timing on my watch, which mm, it is what it is. But I'm always real with myself. I'm never disappointed because I understand what happened. I understand why I did this. I understand what could have gone wrong and what could have gone right. 
So to put myself purposefully in a bad situation doesn't do anything for my mind, even though I'm not motivating that way. It doesn't do anything for my mind. It doesn't do anything to say that I'm on this program. I need to do a program that I can achieve or I can do the things that's written down and maybe a little more. I don't need to constantly fail on my program, even if I'm getting faster, because it just, it's not the program then. I'm just doing what I want. Why not follow the program that I'm close to and then maybe improve upon that rather than fall short every time? Granted, it could be faster than what I thought, but then it's just, you know, you get into this mode. I was like, oh, okay, I did kind of good. That's fine. And I, I I see it so many times online where people weightlift and like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. I like doing this instead. Or I would rather do this because this suits me well. It's like, well, you got to start working on your weaknesses one day <laughs> or you're never going to do anything right. But I'm not going to get into a weightlifting ramp. But I am going to say I'm going to try to do two meets this year. Uh, my coach just announced that he's having a 25-year celebration of his weightlifting club. And they're having a meet March 18th, but I'm running March 11th, and I do not, I'm not in lifting shape. I was like, maybe May and October, but I wasn't going to do one in March. <laughs> I'm just going to go and hang out and, you know, visit my friends. I haven't been to Albuquerque since 2019. I haven't seen Joaquin then, since then, and uh, see Roof and all my teammates again will be a a good showing. You know, we get to hang out. Um, I've been those friends that I have through weightlifting. I'm going to have them for life. You know, Joaquin really changed my life in terms of training. I've always trained hard. There was never a time where I took myself lightly, but he matched that. And made me even better. And I don't think I've ever bombed out under his watch. Now, I, he's really been my only coach. And I didn't bomb out under any coach because of poor programming. But he took my style of programming and took it to the next level. And now I basically have a blueprint for the rest of my life. Um, I liked his philosophies. I liked how they trained. I liked the progressions. So I'm going to visit them, see all my old teammates, you know, have a good time. It's It's been a long time since I've been to Albuquerque. If Albuquerque wasn't nine hours away, I would visit every weekend. But I would try to go once every year. That'll be good, right? But let's pivot on over to the UFC. Now, the UFC this weekend, if you're a super fan, remember the main card starts at midnight, or at least central time. Um, it was supposed to be in Korea. Now, I'm not going to do a breakdown of this card because there, uh, there's not enough uh, big names on it. It was really supposed to be a Korean showcase. None of the Korean fighters currently are close to the top. Maybe a couple top 15, but no implications of anything. But I am going to watch it because uh, Derek Lewis is headlining the card. Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak, which is going to be a fireworks of a show. Um, 
the only thing, well, if you've seen Derek Lewis, he looks real lean and like he's in superior shape right now. Um, does that mean he's going to win? No, because a lot of a lot of the bigger fighters have a lot of power because they are bigger fighters. And I don't know what this will do to Derek Lewis. I don't think it'll do much, but it's, you know, if we just look at what's um what has happened in the past, that seems like a thing that might happen. Either way, um Derek Lewis might have to start thinking about retirement. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get retired from this fight, but he is 37. Um, He lost three out of the last four, albeit one to Tai Tuivasa, one to Cyril Gaon, who's fighting for the championship again, and Sergei Pavlovich, who also has bombs in his hands. Uh... So we'll see. I'm watching it because of Derek Lewis. Yep, I'm going to take a nap and start watching probably at 10 or 11 p.m. and and watch the rest of the fights for then on. And the only other fight on there is Marcin Tybura versus Black Oi Ivanov. And Marcin is on a, a little bit of a win streak. Uh, Who did he lose to? He only He's lost to Alexander Volkov, but before that he beat Spivak. Maxim Grishin, Ben Rothwell, Greg Hardy, Walt Harris, Alexander Romanov. So he is on a little bit of a tear. Winning five out of or yeah, five out of the last six, which is really good in the heavyweight division. And they're just playing uh, ring around the rosy at the top there. I don't know who's the uh, who's in the rankings right now. I just know that in March John Jones uh, and Cyril Gaon are fighting. So I think after that, we'll see as the dust settles. Because Stipe is still in the, in the wings. You know, Francis has released himself from the UFC. So we'll see what all happens. Because right now, let's see. Pound for pound, featherweight, heavyweight. Where's heavyweight? Cyril Gaon, Stipe, Sergey Pavlovich, Curtis Blades, Tied to Ivasa, Tom Aspinall got hurt, so he's he has to come back. Derek Lewis, Volkov, Jarzinho, Rosenstruck. He, I think he won his last fight actually, which is really good. Yep, he's making it back up. So we'll see. Uh, it's kind of stale at the top of heavyweight right now, with Francis leaving and John Jones joining. So we'll just have to wait and see. Midnight, Saturday night. So. Ice is finally melting. So we might be able to do outside things today. I gotta finish a table. Um, I know I said I was gonna start making YouTube videos. But at the last second. I really didn't. I'm a private person. So me starting a YouTube vlog type of channel. Is going to be. Another one of those things where I'm working through my own problems and I just felt real selfish if I pulled out a selfie stick and started recording. But I do feel comfortable recording all my training, which is the more important part. No one likes to watch just a finished product, Um, but I will I can do um, short videos on that 
So that will work for me. Maybe one day I'll start recording uh, selfie stick videos at races. But up until now, nah, I don't think so. Not yet. I'm going to record training. I'm going to record my lifting training. I'm going to put those out. I also have some garden videos. I just shot a video for transplanting onions about a week before the freeze. So I'm going to get that out. And then once I finish my seating table, I can um, I can get a little bit more out. So uh, you guys can know how to start some seeds and grow your own garden. You know what? You might become a market farmer just like I want to be. So with that being said, stay warm if you're in North Texas. And stay cool because you guys are real cool for listening to me and getting this far and listening to my corny outro. And uh, don't work too hard. Life is all about fun. Let's keep it fun. All right, Uncle Phil is out of here. Peace.